Hello, and welcome to episode 65 of the Subi and You podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and I hope you all have a great week coming up. As you can see by the title, I have Jesse, who goes by I Am A Banana 1984, and we will get into where that name came from and uh, talk about his build and even hear from a special guest. Something that was really cool about this episode is we got to record this in person. So this was my third in-person interview with somebody to uh, put on the podcast. So that was really exciting. Uh, We did it in his living room and we kind of did it on the DL because we didn't weren't really telling anybody that we were doing it, although he is associated or he knows a lot of the people from Soft Road Nation and they figured it out because <laughs> we did like a little teaser post. But anyway, um, it was great recording with him in person and I hope I get to do more of those in the future. So we will get to his episode here in a little bit, but we've got to take care of a few other things before we get into that conversation. As I was scrolling through Instagram over the weekend, I saw Bucky Elastic post some um, pictures and some videos and just clips and highlights from Subaru Winterfest in Woodward over the weekend. So this is a good tie-in to let you know that the next Subaru Winterfest event is coming up this weekend, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Snowbird in Snowbird, Utah. The Subaru Winterfest Tour is a -a one-of-a-kind music and mountain lifestyle event that invites friends, family, skiers, snowboarders, music fans, and dog lovers alike to bask in their love of winter and adventure. So make it on out to enjoy live music, Subaru swag, the latest in adventure gear, free snacks and beverages, activities for your pup, and amazing daily giveaways. So grab some friends and head on out to Snowbird and enjoy some live music by the Floozies and enjoy this Subaru Winterfest event. This episode of the Subi New Podcast is brought to you by Melee Design Firm. Whether you are doing rally, rallycross, autocross, or even overlanding, Making sure your battery is secure is very important, which is why Melee Design Firm started producing these great battery mounts. It's also important to have a reliable battery to go along with your battery mount to ensure longer lasting starts and time out on the track or out in the middle of nowhere. So go check out MeleeDesignFirm.com to find the battery mount and battery to suit your needs. If you want to learn more about Melee Design Firm, check out episode 40 and hear all about it from Mitch, the founder. Thank you, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the podcast. This episode is made possible by SubaruGear.com. One of the things I love about SubaruGear.com is the number of items that are giveback gear. Take Perka mugs and bottles, for instance. Not only will you have a high-quality mug or bottle, but a portion of the proceeds go to help support Shelter to Soldier. Shelter to Soldier is such a great nonprofit organization. They rescue dogs and train them to be service animals. Once these dogs are trained, they are given to a veteran in need, which is such a great thing for this organization to do for veterans. Check out the Perka drinkware and other give back gear today at SubaruGear.com. Use promo code SUBIANU at checkout to enjoy 15% off your total order plus free shipping. Thank you so much, SubaruGear.com, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. 
Wherever it is that you want to get out for adventure, Rika is committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further experience new adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. Rika wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Rika's flow form process creates both lightweight and durable wheels which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Rika lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you. Rika is what gets you there. Head over to the link in my bio where you will find a landing page for the Subi and You podcast on the Rika VS website, or you can check out the details or notes section for this episode for a direct link for that. Then you can use the code SUBIU10 to get 10% off your wheels or lift kit from Rika. If you want to get some great apparel and help support a small woman-owned business, then check out SubiChick.com to get your merchandise today. Be sure to use the code SUBINU podcast, all spelled out, for 10% off your purchase. Thank you so much, that SubiChick, for sponsoring the SubiNU podcast. Okay, I think it's been a few episodes, but I actually have some shout-outs for this one. We've got Wilderness Chuck, Time Lord Outback Wilderness, Greg's Turtle Heaven, and The Wizard Trek. Thank you so much for checking out the Subi and You podcast and giving it a listen. And thank you, everybody, for showing up every Monday and every Wednesday since the beginning, or if you're just getting started. I really appreciate all the support and all of you listening. I also want to give a huge shout out to all my patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And it's been great connecting with you on Discord and sharing all kinds of things about our builds and just personal stories. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So if you want to join in the fun and join Patreon, click on the link in my bio and join Patreon today to help support your favorite podcast and your favorite creator. You can also do a one-time donation to help support the podcast as well, which you will find in the link in my bio. So now that we've gotten all that taken care of, we can go ahead and get started with this episode and get into this conversation with Jesse, who goes by I Am A Banana 1984. All right. Everybody, I'm sitting here with, I've got a I Am Banana 1984, goes by Jesse also, that's the, the human name or the person's name. So yeah. how, how's it going, man? Good, good. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm people. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice to have you on. I mean, I know we've been trying to set this up for a while and then this was kind of like an emergency. Hey, uh, can we do this podcast quick? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, unexpected uh, job offer. So uh, I'll be on the uh, be on the move again. Yeah, so just kind of give you all some reference. I live in West Houston, and he moved out here to Austin, which is where we're at right now. We're in his apartment in Austin, and he um, uh, we had talked, and we actually met up at the big event at Gilman Subaru in yeah. Houston. Shout out to Back Gilman in, uh, Subaru. September. Yeah, and so it was cool because we got to meet in person. We knew each other ish because of Soft Road Nation, and um, 
they were like, hey, our buddy's coming out there. And we're like, hey, let's hook up and get together. And we never really had a chance. And so this was kind of like an emergency deal where he got a job offer and he wasn't going to be here much longer. So he was like, hey, when can we do this podcast thing? And I was like, I don't know, maybe in like a couple of weeks. And he was like, well, I'm leaving soon. So can you do it this weekend? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So Today is uh, Sunday, February 6th, so this isn't going to air for a while, but uh, this is when we're doing it because we had to get it done quick, and I didn't have anything going on, so it's been a good day. Yeah, it's been a good day uh, hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah. We were going to go hit the trails, and then we went to this uh, restaurant and had some really good food, and then they were having like this kind of like event going on with all these vendors, and we were like... Let's forget the trails and let's just go hang out here and just have a nice day. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, someone had uh, hit my car in the parking lot here at uh, my apartment. So uh, I'm not allowed to remove my bumper until I uh, have the agent check it out. So Yeah. And it's a floppy bumper. So it's just like hanging off and sticking way out. Because we were going to hit the trails together. That's what we were thinking. Or that's what I was thinking. And then he was like, I can't. I don't really want to drive like on the highway with my bumper and then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want to either, man. That sucks. So we didn't get to hit the trails, but that's okay. You know, we're having a good Another day. time. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we were also going to have his daughter Zoe on to ask her a question and uh, talk a little with her. So we're going to go ahead and give her a call real quick. Hello? Hello. Isa. Hi. Scared me. <laughs> well, you're on the podcast now. You're on the Sue B and You podcast. Uh, okay. How's it going? It's good. That's good. Well, I'm sitting here with your dad, and I had come up with some questions for him, and one of the questions involved you. And so we wanted to ask you that question. And... Um, so I said, I know that you get out with your daughter. Does she think your cross trek is cool? So I guess I should ask that question to you. Do you think his cross trek is cool? Yeah. What do you think about the yeah. car? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, you like it? Yes. Yeah. And did, is there, is there, do you have like a favorite thing that you like about his car? Kind of. Um, I like... Um, the touch screen. Yeah, that's cool, huh? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a nice thing to have. It's, uh, makes it easier to, to get things done in the car. So, so well, what are, what are some of your, um, what are some of your favorite things that you like to do with your dad in his car? Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What well, about what about the trips? Um not sure. Uh I guess I would say like um I don't know, same answer. Do you like going camping and, and sleeping in the in the car in the tent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you slept in the rooftop tent? Yes. Yeah, how's that? That's actually 
it's like pretty cool because like you're like above ground and you don't really feel like rocks yeah that's nice huh yeah yeah i i don't know what that's like (laughs) because i don't have a rooftop tent but uh, but I do have like a little air up mattress that I use in my tent, so I don't feel rocks either. But it would be nice to be above ground like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So did you did you have any questions for oh, her? Jesse? Uh, so, what did you? Uh, what What's one of the funnest adventures we went on in the in the trek? Um, I don't really know because like I feel like all of them are fun. That's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. So you enjoy getting out with him and, and going places? Yeah. Yeah, that's really I, cool that he takes you out to different places like that. I I just like really like to explore. Yeah, you like being outdoors? Yes. Yeah, my daughter always did too. That's that's cool. My son does too, so it's it's good to be outdoors and go places and explore. What about your camping friends? What, which one of our uh, camping friends do you guys like to hang out with? Tiff. Tiff? Basically all the girls. <laughs> all the girls. Yeah. So do y'all go uh, hiking and stuff too? Kind, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Cook outdoors. It's your favorite part, right? The uh, The cookout? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Is there anything else you want to say about when you all get out and go do stuff? Um, no. No. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for giving us your answers and telling us what you like to go do with your dad. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we we will uh, talk to you later. I know your dad will talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Well, have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so uh, where did you come up with the name I Am a Banana 1984? So it's actually from a, uh, it's a video. So late 90s, early 2000s, this dude, Dan Farfield, I Mm -hmm. think. I, I can't remember the last name. But it's it's a bunch of skits that he put together for uh, the Learning Channel. So it's a bunch of cartoon drawings that he did for like a film festival. Yeah. And if you're, I'm a gamer, so I've been a gamer since uh, I was younger than she's been a lot, you know, her age. Obviously. Yeah. But uh, we used to do these LAN parties, these local area network, you know, PC yeah. parties and stuff like that. So it's it was really huge when Counter Strike came out. Mm-hmm. So if you ever look up YouTube and the film Rejected. If you type in rejected, um, that's when you'll see the cartoons. But essentially, that's where it comes from. So there's a line in that 10-minute film where it mentions, I'm a banana. Yeah. So old school gamers kind of get the reference, which is kind of cool. So when I play games online and I play under that name, I'll get a reference saying like, oh, you know, it's kind of funny. But that's where it comes from. So so that's the name of your Instagram page. And... And it's obviously not, if anybody looks at it, it's obviously not just dedicated to your car. But do you happen to have a name for your car? Honestly, not at all. 
No. Just call it the car? Yeah, the car. The car. <laughs> um, yeah. Is it something that you've ever thought about or just no? Not really. Um, no. I used to have uh, a name for like one of my older cars. My uh, I used to have a, a GTI uh, V-Dub. It was yeah. a VR6. And uh, that car's name was Kirby. Okay. Uh, but that was like the one and only time I ever labeled a car. I've always been into car mods, but uh, never named any of my cars. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I come across people that don't have names for their cars and it, it just seems kind of like everybody would, especially when you're modding it and everything and getting immersed in the community, yeah. but not everybody has a name for it. So, um, so, you know, we talked about earlier that you moved out here to Austin from California. So I know, you know, some of the software nation people and we're hanging out with them. So when did you meet up with with them and like how did how did that come about meeting them? Um well it's funny because I was a part of uh like not really a part of any groups. I'm one of those roamers that I hang out with anybody, talk with anybody. And uh so I met uh Chris, uh who is a SK9 Forester. So, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, met met him, uh met John um j ross uh sell um sells i think taking over socal rigs but uh alonzo i'm sorry lorenzo he used to have a foz he has a jeep now he does a lot of uh off-road recovery uh on his own oh yeah 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 that's great really dude. cool awesome awesome guy yeah uh, but we all hung out we did trails together uh and that's kind of like how i know them so i know them before they became software nation yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, that you kind of are a roamer. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, you can almost name that your trek, the roamer, you know? <laughs> no, I do. I do have like a dedicated, uh, camping group that we hang out with. Oh, okay. Um, so that's with my daughter. Yeah. So we have like a, there's like a group of maybe six of us that we're always just camping out no matter like, Hey, um, after work going to big bear or we're going to, you know, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't really just like exclusively software nation. I, Cause I just, I know that you knew them out there and that's kind of how I found out about you was through them. Yeah. No, no, so. yeah, not at all. Um, all the, all the guys from, uh, all wheel drive boys, um, the trail Trek Andre, uh, Durf wagon, uh, you know, every, all of those guys. So they're all, they're all great bunch of people. So yeah. All hang out. So is this your first Subaru? It is actually my first Subaru. So what influenced you to buy a Subaru and and why a Crosstrek? Uh, potholes and speed bumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I came from the uh, the Euro group. Oh, so, okay. Uh, you know, I had Volkswagens in the past. Um, my first V-Dub was a, a GTI VR6. Um, I used to do autocross with. Um, okay. I never did street, I never did like drag, but it was more uh, autocross street yeah. race kind of thing like that. Yeah. Not street street race, but uh on the course yeah okay um so did the, i was into that so lowered you know stance kind of and then i had a rabbit vw rabbit uh a newer one mm -hmm. also dropped uh wheels stuff like that okay and it's just like the potholes man potholes yeah. speed bumps yeah. driveways oil pans it's just like it got annoying after a while mm -hmm. and then uh i started seeing cross treks pop up and what intrigued me was one of the khaki colored ones from the first gens so that's the first one i saw and i was like oh dude I, I actually like that color it's nice and you know i've had a lot of hatchbacks uh 
So when the second gen came out, I'm like, all right, second gen, um, I think I'm going to hop on that. Yeah. And I searched and searched and I could not find a khaki color. I guess they didn't make it. Yeah. I don't though. think they did. Yeah. So they came out with a cool khaki gray and I was like, oh, okay, I was on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. But eventually landed myself with this one. But I did see a white cross track second gen. Yeah. Had a Wilco tire carrier with all terrains. That was the first one that I saw mm-hmm. that made me, hey, you know what? That's what I want. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but it was like, he's San Francisco area based. He doesn't post a lot. I haven't seen him in quite some time, but JF something. I can't remember. Yeah. So uh, what is the color of yours? It is uh, dark gray. Okay. So... Did you, were you, so other than the, um, khaki color, were you set on any other colors or it was like, this is a color I really want. And then you didn't find it. And then after that, was it kind of like, well, whatever color then? No. Um, the dark gray metallic was the color I was aiming for. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the, what I landed with. Yeah. looks good. And the other thing I like about your cross trek is like mine, it's a manual. Yeah. 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 That, now were, were you looking to get a manual where you're like, I'm going to get a manual. Yep. And, yeah. I only want a manual. Okay. So yeah. what bummed me out is I wanted a moonroof and it's, it's not an option with manual. Oh, so it's like, yeah. Hey, you want the moonroof or you want automatic and, or just not go with moonroof and get manual. So, well, one yeah. manual. Yeah. Something has to take a precedence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were talking earlier and it was like, for me, I was going to get a manual and that was it. That was like the only option for me. I wasn't going to get an automatic. Um, so, I mean, I guess, cause you, you also had said earlier when we were talking that all of your cars have pretty much been, have all been manuals. Yeah. All, everything I've ever owned is manual. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, I guess it doesn't ever get annoying driving one because you obviously enjoy it. If you, that's what you were searching for. Exactly. It's, yeah. you know, what's funny is, is, um, you know, from I'm from Southern California, so people complain about traffic. You know, we have probably one of the worst traffic in the entire nation. And people are like, aren't you tired of, like, you know, the clutch and all that? Like, in and out, you know, first, second, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, if you ever get that reference where if you're driving and you're spaced out, but you're aware that you're driving, but not aware that you're driving, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's kind of like that. So, it's like I, I spaced happens. out, but I know exactly, like, I'm shifting, I can... Um, you know, aware of my surroundings. It's just, oh, cool. You know, an entire hour passed and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes in traffic, driving a manual can get annoying, but I never ever get tired of driving a manual. Yeah. I like, I love it every single day. I just, it's just having that, it adds to the driving experience. And even though the cross treks are slow, (laughs) it still makes it an enjoyable experience. So, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get you with that. Um, and then, uh, so what, what, uh, year and trim level is it? It's a 2019 and it's the premium trim. Okay. All right. Without the sunroof or the moonroof, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I, I saw your license plate. So what does your license plate mean? So the original license plate from California. Mm-hmm. Uh, is basically from a movie called Hackers. It's okay. An old, uh, yeah. Early two thousands with Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I don't think I saw that, but I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. And uh, that one was zero cool. 
Okay. So it was, uh, the new one is a Texas plate as a picture of Smokey the Bear. Yeah. And it's S-U-H. So, suck. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, well, I was looking on your Instagram page and I saw your other one. And so now I just, yeah, I, I, we, we were, went out and to give y'all reference, we went out and get some stuff out of his car and I saw his license plate and it says, so, yeah. so, so it's essentially just the lazy way of saying, what's up, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, cause I didn't, you don't have a picture of it on Instagram yet. Do you? No, uh, but I hadn't, I hadn't taken the photos with the new plate yet. Okay. So that's why I was like asking what your, your license plate meant. You'll probably see was, them eventually. Okay. Yeah. So, and then like when you bought your Crosstrek, did you know about the Subaru community? I had an idea that there probably was one because a part of the Euro community, the VW Audi scene. Yeah. There's a tons and tons of forums and, and groups that you can hook up, you know, meet up with, do events and stuff like that. Yeah. So I figured there was one. Yeah. And then eventually I came across Mountain Rue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then like... Since you said that you all you modded your other cars when you bought your Crosstrek, were you already? Did you already have it in your head that hey, I'm going to mod this car? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm probably one of the first ones that actually had a swing out with a drop down table. Yeah, nice. So I already had that vision that I've seen. For instance, that one IG page that had the white Crosstrek that had the swing out tire carrier. Yeah. So seeing that, I already was like, hey, man, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to go a step up. I'm going to add a drop table. Yeah. And that's that's what I ended up with. And I use it pretty yeah. often. That's probably, you know, something that I would miss if I didn't have. Yeah, you uh, you used it at the, <laughs> the big event. <laughs> yeah, we used it at the big yeah, event. So at that Subi event, uh, yeah. yeah, we were sharing some beers. We were using my table for, you know, to hold uh, hold stuff. So Yeah, that was a, that was a good convenient. day. Yeah. No, um, and then I'm sure you use it a lot when you're camping, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice thing to have because it's just the convenience of being able to swing it open and then have that table yeah, there. Yeah, there's quite a few of my photos uh, you probably see that yeah. have my, my stove or, you know, something on there that's, you know, cooking or whatever. Yeah. And then um, another thing for reference is this is the third episode that I've done in person, but it's the first one that I ever actually had questions for because <laughs> the first two I didn't come up with questions. And so I'm trying to like go through my questions here. Um, so what, you have your Instagram account um, for you, just your lifestyle, really. Did you ever think about doing a dedicated page for your car? Um, I thought about doing a dedicated page for the car, but mm, everybody that knows me knows that I'm, you know, you know kind of lazy about that. <laughs> I'd rather just have all my stuff. My, my account's pretty random. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on my account. So any, anything from random karaoke nights to meeting random strangers, uh, brewery yeah. visits, food, especially. I, yeah. I love, I love to go out, you know, try out new food trucks and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's just random. I don't know. I mean, it's just a lot of, a, a lot of work to have two accounts. I do have a actual photography page that I created. I saw so that. I've done, a, I've done a website. I created the Instagram page, but I have not uploaded any content to it. Yeah. Um, and it, and again, it, it goes back to like, Managing two accounts. Yeah, managing two accounts. So it's kind of like, mm, I'll just do one. But yeah. I'm going to have to do the second one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if it, if that's something that's like one of your goals to 
try and have, are you, I mean, are you looking to do like a photography business or like, like side business or something? Yeah. yeah. I do. Uh, I do have photography work that I do on the side. Okay. Uh, as paid work, uh, of course. So for instance, yeah. like, you know, in the next few days, which is why we have to do this podcast kind of ASAP. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Costa Rica to, to shoot and uh, shoot a wedding actually. So I'm the video and photo of a yeah. wedding. That's really cool. And that's like, that sounds like a really cool opportunity to yeah. go down there and do that. So, um, and then, so like with your build, like what's the intent of it? Like off-road, soft-road, you know, overlanding, car camping, uh, you know, or just, I mean, obviously you use it to go camping and stuff, but I mean, like what is, what is your kind of like idea of your build and what your intentions are with it? Um, so my build's a little bit of a mix, right? I like off-roading, but I don't want to break anything because it is my daily. So I am cautious and aware of what I'm doing on the trails. Um, I do pick good lines. Very rarely do I pick bad lines, but, you know, nobody's perfect. It does happen. Um, That's why we have skid plates. Yeah. You know, Uh, but for the most part, I enjoy doing a little bit of trailing, but I like just chilling, you know, hanging out, camping. Now, have you have you done a lot of trailing? Yeah, done is, a ton of trailing. Yeah, you've you've done all this trailing, and then your bumper gets jacked up by somebody hitting you in while the it's parking parked. lot. Yeah. yeah, while it's parked. <laughs> I know you you make it through trails and stuff, and then somebody hits you. That's just that's the worst. That sucks. Um, and then uh, so like w- when you got your cross trick, what was the first mod that you did? First mod? Um, I don't know if you want to call it a mod, but I debadge every car I ever get. So automatically, all the emblems come off. Okay. Uh, so even to this day, most people are like, hey, what kind of car is that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, because they can't see it. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a cross track. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. I had no idea. But uh, that's probably one of the first things I always do. Um, and then I did the... So uh, then what tinted, was the first thing you put on the car? Uh, tinted the uh, the tails. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the uh, vinyl for the headlight. Okay, cool. So that was the first thing. And then the, uh, the overlays for the front and the rear yeah all right and i know i had like asked you about uh, a list of all your mods but maybe just go over some like the like the major mods you know that people can see oh yeah so uh in terms of mods so okay so the princey rack um i have a i have handles uh to pull, pull myself up if i need to uh overreach for something yeah um a couple of load panels that are also up there uh-huh. To help secure any boxes that I have on top. So what do you mean by like load panels exactly? Um, so the, these load panels uh, will go from uh, one side of the car to the other. And there's all these different cutouts. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if I'm going to use a ratchet strap to tie down, let's say my front runner uh, boxes. Okay. Right. So I can actually use those to help secure that. Okay. Um, or if someone was going to use rotopacks, right. And they're going to put the rotopacks on top of the roof. Yeah. You can add that attachment there. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's what those load panels help with. Yeah. Um, but so aside from the roof rack, there are, what other accessories are on there? Um, there's a bottle opener on the roof rack. Nice. Uh, two handles. Yeah. Uh, like I said, those load panels, um, there is a light bar on top from Baja designs. It's an S eight, um, all Amber light bar. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, Baja designs, uh, S one. Um, as my chase lights, those mm-hmm. are also amber. So what did I hear people talk about the chase lights? What are the importance? What's the importance of having the chase lights? Um, so 
we do we we did a lot of night runs so we would do evening uh canyon runs or i'm sorry you know drives through the trails at night and it's picking up tons and tons of dust so uh some people will have like flashing red lights you know to help the driver behind you to see where you are yeah uh, but I just run ambers because ambers will cut through fog and it cuts through uh, dirt. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's easier for someone to see mine as well. Yeah. It's just, I guess, so you can see the, the vehicle in front of you. Exactly. And which is another point where you don't want to follow too close to someone while you're on a trail. Yeah. Especially if you can't see three feet in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the importance of the, of the chase lights. Okay. Um, so besides the that section there, there is a Renault Fit... Um, bracket that's going to hold my roto packs okay so i have one now i'm going to add a secondary one that's coming in sometime this week so i can add another fuel pack on the other side okay yeah because you're just doing the water pack right now yeah so the fuel one um is going to go on the other side because i'll we'll be doing a lot of more uh i'll i'll be doing a lot more driving um with this new job okay but um let's see what else is on there there is a baja designs uh spotlights which are um and those are the ones that are on the hood, right? Those are on the hood okay. uh, with ADF brackets and a Midland uh, radio antenna. Yeah. That's also attached there with an, with an extension. Uh, on the front of the car is a Baja Designs LP6, LP4s mm-hmm. uh, on a SSD crash bar. Okay. So that's what you see in the front on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that looks nice. I love that look. Uh, it's, it's super cool. It's cute, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might cute. be later. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then following up with uh, Baja Designs... Uh, uh, sports uh, for my fog lights. Okay. So everything's yeah. all amber. Yeah. And yeah. those are all powered via switch pros. Now, did you, did you go with the ambers because you wanted, because you just wanted them all to be amber and for the look or just the functionality of it? I wanted also? them a, a little bit of both, but I kind of got inspired via um, Gunrunner. Okay. Who used to own this crazy forerunner mm-hmm. also gun uh the same kind of gray that we have from my cross track yeah and he had all these amber bajas i was like dude <laughs> i want that yeah yeah so i don't want that um and then in terms of the other uh, other side of the car on the rear is a <clears throat> detours of main swing out tire carrier with a front runners drop down table yeah which uh, gets a lot of use which definitely gets a lot of use absolutely um on the inside of that rear hatch, I replaced the trunk light with a 12-volt light. Okay. So, um, as you've seen in some of my photos, I do have a fridge that I carry with me. Yeah. So, that fridge gets plugged into that 12-volt while the car's running. Okay. Uh, so, my you know food or whatever stays cold. And then, but it still has a light on it also? No, we kind oh. of disabled the light. Oh, okay. I mean, the way I've seen it is that light is so useless, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to miss it. So, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, which is another reason why I keep uh, those tactical lights in the car. Okay. Um, in terms of my suspension, I do have a Patters, uh long travel suspension. It's a 1.5 inch lift, mm-hmm. custom shocks. I have no idea what the specs are. It is a prototype. Never went to production. I don't know the official specs. So yeah. they never gave me any uh, information on it. It's unfortunate that it didn't go into production. Oh man, yeah. it's it's been a great kit. Uh, I've ran it through all kinds of you know trails. Yeah. Um, light loaded, um, fully loaded with the rooftop tent going up hills and, and it's, it's been killer. Like I love it. It's yeah, just, you know, sorry, man, like it's hard to, yeah, hard to promote something and never went to production. Yeah. And then, um, 
I'm on my second set of wheels. Um, I used to have method race wheels and I went with, uh, black rhinos arches. Yeah. Those are my current wheels now with, um, Falcon wild peak AT three W's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, that's a nice setup. Pretty beefy. Yeah. Yeah. They grip. You have any, you have any rub? Um, I do get a little rub because they are two thirty fives. So on my second set after this set runs out, I'll probably drop down a T two five. Okay. Yeah. Just so that I get more tread than the stock size. Yeah. But not as much rub. Okay. Yeah. But the rubbing's not that big a deal. It only happens when, when you're doing full lock turns. Okay. Other than yeah. that, it's like uh, uh, yeah. nothing really happens. Yeah. Um, and then underneath the car, um, I have primitive racing skid plates with the trans and the, the diff. Okay. But uh, again, I'm a little lazy and I didn't put the diff on, so the diff is still there. Um, so if anybody wants to buy my diff plates, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just put it on. Exactly. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's pretty easy to put on, too. Yeah. Uh, I think the... What other mod do I have? Um, on the inside of the car, I have like the Midland, Midland Radio with the uh, uh, Pro Clip USA um, bracket. Yeah. So that goes into the dash and it holds that up there. Okay. Um, I think that's... For the most part, all of my mods, everything else is just camping. Then you've got the switch for your lights. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's the Switch Pros. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, what ties gotcha. it all together. Yeah, my buddy uh, Ellie Crosstrack actually helped me wire all those Bajas up. Um, and then my buddy... Because yeah, uh, that's got to be a lot of wiring. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, I did all the hardware and I was like, yeah, I don't know any wiring. Can you help me, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did all that. Um, and then my buddy uh, Trek 86 um, wired up my uh, 12 volt for the rear. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a nice, uh, nice list of mods. Yeah. And then and it, skid plates. And skid plates, the, uh, from, um, primitive racing. Primitive racing. There we go. Yeah. yeah. From there. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, and then like, um, with all of your mods, what would you say is your favorite if you had to pick one? Probably the drop table with the uh, swing arm. Yeah. Probably that gets it. used a lot. Yeah. That probably gets used the most. Yeah, and would you say that's been the most useful mod? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, you have, like, favorite mods, but then do you have, like, a least favorite mod that maybe something you had done that you're like, man, if I could redo that, I'd redo it with this instead? Um, You know what? Probably my primitive skid plate for the front. Um, Because I added a Fomoto valve for my oil changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pain to have to take my skid plate off. Oh, so did you not Just get it with the hole? That. So I didn't get mine with the hole. So if I could do it again, I'd do it with the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say probably that's my, my least expensive. I did have a trigger controller mm-hmm. before the Switch Pros. So mm, that one I kind of regretted it as well. I should have just went with Switch Pros to begin with. Only yeah. because Switch Pros handles everything I have now, whereas my trigger controller doesn't handle all the lights that I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so here's, here's a tough one, but if you were told that you had to get rid of all of your mods, except one, what would you keep? Hmm. For sure. Probably the, uh, drop down table. Yeah. But it's technically a two piece cause it comes with the, you know, yeah, so, but I mean, you can just you could say that it's you know, attached yeah. to that. But I mean, I guess with like, um, I know you like camping and getting out and you know hanging out like with people and just you know like you. So, 
one of the things that you, we were talking about earlier is you like to you you like craft beer, and oh, so yeah. I I imagine that like hanging out with people with your cars and everything that you probably use that table a lot. Oh yeah, to be like, hey, let me pour this beer for you yep. and set it on my table here when you're camping. Let's make some food on this table and. So, yeah, I could see how that could be, like, something that is just extremely useful for yeah, you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Aside from, like, all-terrain tires. But. Yeah. But, I mean, you can still get places with stock, stock tires, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the cars are very capable as a stock car, which is what's great about it. Because for people that people that may be listening that have a stock Crosstrek or Outback or Forester and... If you're at all intimidated by seeing other people with a bunch of mods and thinking you can't get out, those cars can do way more than you think they can. Oh yeah, absolutely. As a stock car, yeah. A lot of a lot of my older uh, content actually, I only had all terrain tires with my methods. Yeah, method race. Well, I didn't have a lift at the time, so a year and a half I drove through all those trail, uh, all those trails. Um, even had the rooftop tent before I had the lift kit. Yeah. I mean, and I don't have a lift kit on mine and I went out to Colorado. I had all-terrain tires and, you know, the skid plates and everything, but but there are a lot of things that you can do with a 100% stock car. Yeah. I didn't even have you know? skid plates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those those are important. Um and I, I know I've I've talked to some people that have like have all these mods and they do all this trailing and stuff, but they don't have skid plates yet. I'm like, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of iffy, you know, doing that it, it, without it, skid yeah, plates. Yeah, it is iffy. Iffy. I'm sorry, but uh, at the same time, you got to you know pick your lines. You got to know what you're capable of. Your your limits. Yeah, that's that's a big part of the chill. And then there are a lot of people that have skid plates that have they've come in good use because they're like, oh, I hit a rock or I hit this, and I've got all these scrapes on my skid plates, you know, and because even if you do. This depends on where you're going. You can pick good lines and still, depending on just what the trail conditions are, you can still end up scraping. Absolutely. Yeah, mine are pretty bashed, actually. Uh, And then, like, so, yeah. So are are there, I mean, you have quite a few mods on your car, but are there still ones that you are planning to get? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a few. So I do have a Weeboost that's coming in this week. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Yeah. I totally forgot about the uh the side panel for my Rotopax. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have one and then I finally decided to add a secondary one. Uh the one I have now is for water, mm. which I use a lot. I yeah. do use the water canteen when I go camping quite a bit. Um, the fuel one, I don't use as much, but because I will be driving a lot um with this new job. Yeah. I'm going to add this fuel pack to it. Yeah, that'd be good to have. Um, so those are the two newest mods that are coming in actually this week. Oh, good. Yeah. And then since your bumper has been kind of jacked up by somebody, are you planning on doing something with your bumper or are you just going to get it fixed? Honestly, um, I'll probably just get it fixed and just use the the stock uh, bumper. Um, I've been very enticed by someone to purchase a f44 bumper (laughs) yeah but uh i don't know man i just got this new camera so i gotta i gotta say no yeah it's uh that'll all come in time you know there's other things that you can do so um i know that like i was looking through your content and everything and i saw there's like a really cool 
photo with your daughter on the Luno Life mattress. And I think it was, they had one, they had that on their Instagram page, didn't they? Yeah. So how did you get connected with Luno Life? Um, well, I actually got, so we, I, we started ca- doing the car camping thing and we had just these generic Amazon backpack, uh, pads, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay to get by, but because I sleep on my side sometimes a lot and my stomach, it's not that comfortable. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me get something bigger. But I didn't want like this Walmart mattress where it's like irregular. It doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. So I came across them uh, from somewhere on Instagram and I had their Luno mattress for about a year. I uh, started taking pictures and upload it, send it to them. They're like, oh, you know, nice. Uh, a year ago, maybe two, they were like, hey, we're looking for con- um, someone to shoot content with for um, some of their new products. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, hey, does my off-road rig count? Yeah. They're like, yeah, we love your stuff. Like, that you post all the time? I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's so nice. So we went out to um, shoot some content. So me and Zoe, my kid, yeah. were in actually their catalog. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so they hooked me up with their, their 2.0 Luno mattress. Nice. Yeah. So you have a rooftop tent. But do you do you still use your Luno Life mattress? I do both. Okay, so that's good. De- depending on my uh, the trip that we go on, so mm-hmm. if we're going on a on a longer trip where we're gone for four days, then I'll take the rooftop tent. Okay, but if we're just doing like an overnighter, maybe like a just a quick weekend, then I'll just take the the Luno mattress. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it'd be a lot easier to do that, you know, without having the hassle of having to put the rooftop tent on and then unfold it and all that you know so how long does it take the mattress to air up the ma- setting up the luna mattress actually takes longer than me setting up the rooftop tent yeah um luna mattress uh probably f- five minutes to set the whole thing up that's not bad though it's not yeah. it's, it's wild though right you, yeah you're like i'm impatient because it's five <laughs> minutes like <laughs> Dude, that's, yeah. it's still quicker than setting up an actual regular tent. Yeah. And then my rooftop tent takes me two minutes. So what kind of rooftop tent do you have? Uh, that one is a Free Spirit Adventure. Okay. Uh, M-Series 49. All right. And it's it looks like it's a pretty pretty big tent, too. It is a two-and-a-half-person tent. Okay. So my particular tent is a little bit too long for a cross trek, mm-hmm. but it would be great if it was on a Forerunner or any of the Foresters. Yeah, it's, it's perfect for those because they're they're longer, you know, on the roof compared to a cross track. Yeah, or like a outback. Oh yeah, it'd yeah. be great in outback as well. Yeah. So, um, how do you? Is it how heavy is it? It's one hundred and five pounds. Okay, so is it something that you can put on yourself? No, usually no. Okay. No, yeah. no I, I can't. I it, it takes uh, two people to put that on. Okay. Um, but. We're not struggling to put it on. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean, 105 pounds. I mean, that's not a ton of weight, but that's an awkward it, piece of equipment. It's the weight, yeah, the weight distribution. So it's 105, yeah. but it's, yeah, it, it's not like something you're just picking up that is, you can just, you know, wrap your arms around. It's, yeah. It, it's a lot of weight being distributed in different areas. Yeah, so who do you end up getting to help you put it on? Um, so I would, so when I was in California, um, I left my rooftop tent with my parents. Okay. So I'd have, uh, I'd go to their place and my dad would help me, you know, lift up and they have a car that 
is just chilling in the driveway. So it would just sit there most of the time. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because I was wondering if you ended up bringing it out here to Austin. No, no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bring it to Austin. Okay. So have you done any camping with your Luno mattresses since you've been out here? Yeah. I actually just got back from a trip. Um, it was a random trip to uh, Arkansas to go visit a buddy of mine. Yeah. And then I drove up to uh, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, so I camped the whole way there, the whole way back. Oh, nice. So I use the Luno the entire time. Yeah. So no hotels, just Luno mattresses, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Did you, um, did you find like camp spots along the way? To I stop found at? a ton of camp spots, super nice areas, but it's just bad timing because they're all closed right now. Oh, so where'd you, so, where'd you say? I had to sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, like through the side woods or something? Like, no, no, Hey, no. I've got a cross trek. I'll just no, crawl so, through the woods. <laughs> so the thing is like, I'm driving out and it's kind of late and I would just go park and it's, you know, pretty dark. So I yeah. just go park somewhere. My mattress is already inflated. So I would just sleep, wake up super early in the morning, cook breakfast, get back on the road and take off. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was just kind of like hopping place to place. But this road trip was essentially just to visit food, you know, get some food and, and visit breweries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything like, so with your rooftop tent, is there anything that you like, what's your favorite thing about it? And then is there anything that you don't like about it? Um, yeah. So on the roof of the time that I have, um, I like it because it's a tri-layer, really thick canvas material. So okay. it keeps us pretty insulated. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's also pitch black inside. Okay. So <laughs> the downside is I can't tell when it's, when the sun's up. Oh, it's wow. It's that dark. Yeah. Huh? So <laughs> oftentimes in the morning, um, I wake up pretty late. Dude, it's like 1130. <laughs> no, not, not, I mean, not, not that late. <laughs> yeah. And it's only because yeah. uh, I hear my friends laughing and, and talking amongst themselves and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, it's probably. They're laughing at you because you're still asleep. Oh, yeah. They, that dude's sleeping late. They're they're used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I like, that's, uh, that's interesting that it's, but that's good that it's like uh, that insulated. Yeah. It's, that's it's nice. It's, it's comfortable. Um, the, the, I guess the, the negative I would say about it is. That particular model's too long for my vehicle. Yeah. So it, it picks up a lot more. Um, you have to, uh, because because it's too long, it's hard to position it to where if I'm too forward, it picks up too much wind. If it's too back, my hatch doesn't open up as oh, much as I need yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, one, that's probably one of the annoying things about it. So would you buy such a long tent for? Uh, you know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be that, that long of a tent. Yeah. So um, I'll be thinking about upgrading this year. Okay. Um, iCamper, if, you, if you're following them, they come up with the 3.0 uh, okay. uh, mini. So okay. I'm leaning towards that. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. So like when you have with the rooftop tent on, what kind of a difference does it make with your uh, mileage? Oof. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> And what are you at without it? So, okay, coming from the European scene, mm-hmm. car scene, um, you have crap mileage as it is anyway. Yeah. So with all my mods that I currently have, without the rooftop tent, I'm still getting better gas mileage than I had with any of my V-dubs. Nice. Honestly. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm slower now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> when I add the, uh, the, the rooftop tent, um, it totally depends. I can drop all the way down to 10. Okay. Miles per gallon. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is when we're going uphill and we're struggling. Uh, yeah. Right? So we're going uphill and this is when I'll throw my iDrive on, my throttle controller. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll throw it onto U9. Okay. And uh, just to help me get up the hill because of the weight and the wind. Yeah. Man, I, sh- I should have had that when I went up uh, Pikes Peak. Oh, man. It's, it's a world of difference. I, I love that thing. Cause I, I was, never use it on the highway. Yeah, dude. I was struggling to get up Pikes Peak because it was me and three other people. And that's a pretty steep incline. And I'm driving a manual. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it makes a difference whether I had a manual or an automatic, but I'm in like second gear most of the time at like 3,500 RPMs. And I'm like, man, the engine just sounds like it's struggling so much. But so, so what are you at with, without the rooftop tent? Since you said it's 10 going uphill with a rooftop tent. Um, I'm probably in the 24s. That's not too bad. Maybe. Yeah, because I'm at like roughly 25 right now. So I, I imagine if I put some other stuff on it, it'd get pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you get out like driving around and stuff, do you get people checking out your cross trek and complimenting it? Um, or, you know, like looking at it or if you stop somewhere, do you have anybody like, oh, dude, that's a nice car? Yeah, actually, it happens. And uh, a lot of times I'm not paying attention when it does happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get a, like, there's times where I'll, I'll be at a restaurant, my car's parked outside mm-hmm. and very rarely I'll get a window seat and I can see outside and I can see my car and, and I will see people like walking around like, Oh shit, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And if I happen to be walking outside as they're doing that, they're like, Oh dude, super nice car. Love yeah. It. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I've had people occasionally, if I'm driving by somewhere, they'll kind of look at it and then do a double take. And then like just looking at my car as I'm driving by and I'm like, that's kind of cool. I like that. I like people checking it out, you know, because I mean, if it was just a cross or a stock cross track, nobody would be looking at it, you know? So it's, it's nice having something different and something that stands out. And like when I go get gas or something, or I'm at the grocery store and I'm walking out to my car and I see, see you're sitting there. I'm like, like just feel proud, you know, like just such a cool car. You yeah. know, and it's fun and uh, it's different. You know, it stands out. I really, I really like that about it. Um, so do you, do you like, um, do any Subi waves with people? You know what? I, I try to, but it's, it's rare where someone's like, oh, hey, you know, back. Yeah. So we, I, maybe it's just here in Austin. I don't, I don't know. Cause there's not a lot of people out here that have uh, my off-road type of car. Yeah, well, we did we did cross uh, or pass by a cross trek earlier, and we both did a Subi wave, and they did it back. So that was that was cool. Yeah, I know I don't get too many either where I'm at because there's just like there's not a lot of modded Subarus. It's mostly daily drivers. Yep. So you know, out in California, I'm sure it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I've, I have seen WRXs out here, but those guys don't care about us cross trek people. Yeah, I actually did pull up to an STI. I think it was an STI. It may have been a WRX. I can't remember if it, which one it was. But um, anyway, I pulled up next to the guy, and I had been driving through some mud before that. So my car was, and I don't. I think it was before I had my wheels and tires. But so I had a bunch of mud on it, and I looked over at him, and he looked over at me, and we both just smiled and did a little subi wave. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." You know, that was cool to, to have that happen. But um, so like with you going out and like traveling and, 
you know, camping and all this kind of stuff. What's the furthest distance you've ever, you've driven in your cross trek? Um, let's see. So, I mean, technically this Tennessee trip would be one of the furthest ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, but when I was back home in SoCal, um, during the lockdown pandemic, right? Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of traveling. Uh, but I mean, I'm in the forest by myself with my kid. So it's like, um, you know, we're not around groups of people. So we did take a trip out to Utah, Oregon, and then we went to Washington. Nice. So all in one trip. Yeah, it was all, it was all one week trip. Yeah. Um, that must've been really cool to do that. And I'm, I'm sure like for your daughter, that's gotta be really cool to, have that experience and, you know, get to go hang out with you and, and go travel around different yeah. places. What, what's funny is when we first got the rooftop tent, when we were going to actually do that specific trip, she's like, Hey, we're going to get a, we need a hotel with the pool. I'm like, no dude, we just got this rooftop tent. Like we're not getting a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was she kind of disappointed in that? Or, or then was she like, Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she excited. was like, she was kind of like bummed about it because you know, she wanted a hotel and, and have the opportunity to go into the, you know, the pools. And, uh, once we started going to, you know, different camp spots and, you know, we opened up all the windows on the tent she's like, oh, this is super nice. I'm like, yeah, see, it's fine. So yeah. Ever since then she's, she's loved hanging out in a tent. She likes being in the uh, rooftop tent more than, uh, being on, you know, in the inside of the car. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's a cool experience too. And I'm, and I'm sure for a kid, cause I know, I mean, like thinking back to me being a kid, if I had been you know, with a parent or anybody that would have had a rooftop tent, I would have been like, man, this thing is awesome. This is so cool, you know, because it's such a, it's not like, there are a lot of people that have rooftop tents, but it's not like it's a super, super common thing, you know, where like everybody just has one. Yeah. So, I mean, for, I imagine for a kid of her age, it's, you know, I know it's something that she'll look back and be like, that was really cool. Yeah, it is. it's, It's a super expensive, you know, type of thing to get, but as much camping as I've done, I've got my money's worth out of it. Yeah. Cause I like, for me, I would, I think it'd be really cool to have rooftop tent, but it might get, you know, used like twice a year or something. And so it, it wouldn't be worth it. Now, like maybe later on when my kids are grown and it's just me and my girlfriend and we're able to, you know, just have our own time together and get out that would probably be like a really good time to have one to be like, Hey, let's go to these different campsites every weekend. And, you know, like she doesn't really want to be, she's, she would be more into glamping than camping, but she's like, I could do, you know, a night or two. And like, for me personally, like I don't like not being able to take a shower. And so I don't like being out for too long. And I know there are campsites and stuff that have showers and everything, but, um, but I think a rooftop tent, would really change the overall experience of camping anyway, you know, just because you're not on the ground, you're up higher. The mattress I know is a lot more comfortable. And then maybe with one like yours, you know, where you've got the, you don't know that it's daylight and yeah, I mean, you've, I'm sure you'd have noises and stuff, but yeah, you know, if you don't have a bunch of light coming in, that would be like, help make the sleeping experience outdoors I mean, you could, a lot better. Shower system like I have. Yeah. A water port and get one of those. Yeah. I mean, that's always an option too, you know, but yeah. 
So there's always ways to, uh, to help accommodate, you okay. know, make accommodations and everything. So do you, do you have any other, I mean, you're going to Costa Rica, but I'm sure you're not driving down there. Oh man, <laughs> but, if I could, I would. But, yeah, yeah. Cause that'd be cool to go yeah. take your car oh, down there and hit some trails and stuff. But so do you have any like plan, uh, big trips planned for this year? Um, driving or camping? You know what? Honestly, I'm more of a, Hey, let's, you know, random last minute trip. Let's go. Yeah. Kind of like that. So I don't, I, I typically don't plan really big trips like that. Um, okay. I did have, uh, I have like a camp group mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. Yeah. And, uh, one of them usually like mentioned like, Hey, anybody want to go here? And a lot of them knew that I needed at least almost a two month notice because of work. Yeah. Um, for my previous job. So I had to okay. like know way in advance so I can get the time off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to do, you know, another Utah trip, um, sometime soon this year. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of see. So with your, uh, you're going to be getting a new job now and is this going to give you more freedom to do last minute camping and trips? It will actually, it well, way more so than my previous job. Okay. Because were you having to work weekends before? Uh, yeah, I had to work weekends before. Uh, but this new job, I should be on sites, mm-hmm. but mostly Monday through Friday kind of thing. Uh, that's good. Uh, but a lot of the times I'm uh, remote. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I have a lot more flexibility in terms of yeah uh, of travel. That would be nice. At the same time, I'm also on call. Yeah. 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 That's. That's tough. So that's where that we that we boost is coming into play. Yeah. So if I am somewhere <laughs> campsite wise, yeah, I'll have to you know hopefully I can you know remote access and and, and troubleshoot from there. Yeah, that's good. That'll be nice. Yeah, because that'll that'll definitely help things. Then you know you'd be like, oh man, I got to work, but I'm at a campsite, so yeah. and I've got access, so I can do my work for a little exactly. bit and yeah. you know and and still hang out here. So that's good. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um. So what would you say the most fun that you've ever had has been with your car? Um, the most, most fun, honestly, is just, just hanging out with everybody. So we do, you know, it's great that we do trails, um, you know, to get to these like crazy destinations, um, random trips and whatnot, but it's just hanging out, you know, just vibing with people, Yeah, uh, you know, in the groups. Yeah. So that, that's probably like the most fun, even if like back home we have this taco group Yeah. in Southern Cal. So LJ uh, Ferris, she runs our little taco group. Oh, okay, cool. So she'd set up little meets. We'd go down random restaurants or food trucks in LA, Orange County. Yeah. And, you know, we just do that. So yeah. that, that's probably the most fun that I have. That's cool. Yeah. And then like, so with, have you, have you driven through like, snow and mud and and i mean you've been on trails obviously yep. any sand all of that yeah um yeah i've been through snow sands uh mud clay yeah what would you say is your favorite driving experience like through which one of those types of conditions um favorite's probably mud honestly it's yeah. it's it's more i want to say controllable mm-hmm. right because you can see, like, oh, that puddle looks pretty deep. Maybe I shouldn't drive through that and get stuck. Yeah. As opposed to driving on snow, you're like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and then you just lose control. You're like, oh, 
shoot. Yeah. Why? Well, because I, I, I know. I mean, I've seen like videos of like uh, Freedom Falls has posted a video recently where you know you had this people just sliding backwards. Exactly. You know, or you don't know how deep the snow is, or there's soft powder, but then there's ice under it. You know. So yeah, with the and I don't like. I've been through mud a few times, and I like the. I like the feeling of it kind of slipping around and like, yeah. you know, but then also feeling the all wheel drive working at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, have you ever gotten stuck? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten stuck yeah. a few times. Um, <laughs> so there was a, there was a story I posted recently with uh, me, uh, my friend Tiff Tiff's or Tiff with two F's. I'm sorry. Uh, Lauren job. We had all got stuck uh, in this mud slash clay kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, that clay was probably underneath my car for six months. Oh man. Like, as much cleaning as I did, I just, I still kept finding pieces of clay from that trip. Like it was crazy. Yeah. I saw this, um, somebody posted on Instagram a couple of days ago or so. It was a Ryobi, however you say it, Ryobi, whatever. And it was like this rolling undercarriage spray. Pressure washer, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, man, I need one of those. Yeah. That I would think, be I awesome. I think it's only like $50 for the attachment. You just needed a, a decent uh, pressure washer to go with it. Yeah, because, and I I end up, so I was driving through some mud not too long ago. And and I was, I was actually, when I was, the last time I came out here to uh, Bastrop, I think, or one of the times. I don't remember what I was doing. But anyway, I got I got some mud. Um, went, no, no, I, I went out to Cheeseburger Loop. That's what it was. And then I went to a spot over behind the school where my daughter used to go high, to high school. And there's a nice little mud spot over there. And then I drove. Oh, it's yeah. So then I drove out to Bastrop because I was going to go hit the trails. And then I was driving home. And I noticed that like I had like really. Oh, and then, yeah, so I did that. So I drove home. And then I drove to the airport because I had to go out of town for work. And then coming back from the airport, my I felt like like I needed an alignment or something. Like I had like a lot of wobbling and um, like a lot of vibration in my steering wheel. And I had my foot like on the little foot pad on the left. And I felt a lot of vibration in my foot. And I'm like, what is going on? Like I would get up to about 55 and, and up and... And it was just like getting kind of bad. And and I had just gotten my tires rotated. So I was like, did they not tighten them enough? Did like something happen? What's going on? And then I I parked at home. And the next day I went out and I looked at in my wheels. And inside the wheels was a bunch of caked up mud. And I was like, I wonder if, because I was going to take it in to um, discount tire and get them to look at it and everything. And, um, and I ended up scraping off some of the mud because there was a lot in there and it was mostly on the right-hand side. And then after I scraped that out and got most of it out, I went and drove it again and I didn't have that issue. And I was like, oh, it was all from that mud getting packed up in there. And so I was talking to a guy, um, I was talking, well, I put it in my discord server and I was telling, you know, it's like saying, Hey, just to let y'all know, in case you don't know, if you go drive through some mud and it gets packed on the inside of your wheel, this is what can happen. 
And this guy was like, yeah, that happens when we do like winter driving, you know, through snow, snow rallies and stuff. He said that ice will get packed up on the inside of the wheel and we have the same condition. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like I thought I was like crazy or something, you know? So did you have that issue going through that clay and getting it <laughs> in there? Or like, what did you, uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff did you experience? So we just continued on the trail eventually after we got out of that. Yeah. And we lost a lot of the mud from oh, okay. just the drive. Yeah. Through the, through the trail. So uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. How but, did y'all end up getting out? <laughs> Tear straps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it's funny because, so Lauren drove through this massive like puddle thing. So she drove through, went through fine. Uh, my buddy Glenn was right after her and I was third in line. Uh, Glenn's uh, already lost. Yeah. Uh, so he went through and then I should have probably picked a different line. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting stuck because that mud got shifted in a different way. Oh man. So I got stuck. I was like, I had almost made it out. Uh, and then Tiff got stuck right after I did. <laughs> so Glenn pulls me out. Lauren goes to pull out Tiff, but then Lauren gets stuck in mud and then we had to go back <laughs> to pull Lauren out. Yeah. So it was just, it's, it was funny. Yeah. That's good that you're able to get out, you know? Yeah. So it's important. So, um, if you go in the mud, make sure you bring someone. Yes, I know. I like, I mean, I know like the bash drop trails aren't that bad, Yeah. but there were some spots where I had gone through and I was like, I was from inside my car, I was looking down and I'm like, that just looks way too sketchy and too yeah. like, you know, I mean, just. Oh yeah. But, they, they had uh the, not the most recent rain, but from a month ago or so. Uh-huh. Uh, they had like a couple broad water crossings actually. So yeah. I went through that. Yeah. So, but I got out, got out of my car and looked and I was like, got way down low and I was like, oh, that's, that's easy. But I didn't have anybody outside of my car to say, yes, you're going the right way. So yeah, yeah it's always, it's better to go with somebody, you know? Yeah. Those, those really big puddles, um, oftentimes are pretty sketch. Yeah. Uh, so general rule of thumb, you want to walk outside, um, and you can get a stick. You yeah, know, just kind of see how deep it is, and then if not, cool. But yeah. there are times where there are boulder or little rock, you know, massive rocks inside, and yeah, that could just do some some damage. Yeah, because I so on Cheeseburger Loop, I went there one time, and there was um this big. You go to the end of this like um there's this one offshoot from one of the trails, and then it ends in this just like looks like a big bowl. And it's always like, and well, if it's been raining a lot lately, there's a bunch of water in there. And so the first time I went through there, I just like was driving through kind of the edges of it, you know, because I didn't want to go through the middle. And and I'm driving around, driving around. And then I see, I get out of my car and I see there is a brick. And I was like, oh, crap, that's not good. So I threw it out and then I drove through a few more times. But then last times that I've gone through there, there's all kinds of crap in there. So like I can't even drive through it anymore. But yeah, that's a very good point that just because if you've got a stick or something and you poke it and they're like, oh, it's not that deep, there could be some rocks. So it's probably best to not send it through a I mean, water yeah. puddle. Yeah, because there's times where you, you most definitely want to just send it. You know? Yeah. And you're like, all right, you know, I it, did. it is what it is. Yeah. Until that moment happens when you hit something, you're like, oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have sent it. <laughs> Yeah. So 
Well, like, so we, you know, I mentioned like, you're obviously not going to drive down to Costa Rica, but you said that you would love to, but is, is there, if you could travel any place with your car, where would it be? Man, probably Iceland, maybe Alaska. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Like Iceland, man, just. So what about what, what there is, would attract you to want to go there? Just so much, so much of the scenery. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, dude, this is wild. Like, wow. Like this, a place like this exists. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what, looking at your cross track and not considering any of the mods that you've done on the interior, what would you say is your favorite interior feature about your cross track? Like, you know, like if you just look at it as a stock car in the inside, what would you say is your favorite feature? Um, I'd say, I don't know, man, maybe just heated seats, I guess. Yeah. Um, the seats aren't like that comfortable compared to the previous cars I've had. Okay. So I can't, I can't say so much of the seats, but I do love the seat warmers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Texas, you don't really need it that much, but when we do have the cold mornings, that would be nice. Yeah. Like because, lately, it's, yeah. Clutch. it's super it, clutch lately. Yeah. And I don't have seat heaters because I have the base model. And my son is like, oh, how come you don't have the yeah. seat heaters? Oh, it was 20 degrees here um, a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah I know. It was so, 22 in Houston. Yeah. So those yeah seat warmers came in clutch. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then what about the exterior? Exterior. Um, On my particular model, I want to say the headlights, but I don't have projectors. So I had to upgrade yeah. them with LEDs. Okay. Um, but exterior, I would, I don't know, man, maybe just the design of the car. It just looks, it, it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, when I saw the first gen, I really, really liked it. And I loved like the taillights. Like that was one of the things that I really liked about the first gen. And then when I saw the second gen, cause like, this is what's always happened to me is I'll see a car and I'm like, oh, I love that model. Cause I used to like the Mazda three hatchback. And they like, I like the, like the original one that they had. And I was like, cause I was thinking a long time ago, like I would love to have one of those. They just look awesome. And then they came up with a new model and I hated it. And then I was like, that's the car I want. Cause like the car that I bought before my cross trek, I wanted to get a Mazda three, but then they changed it. So I'm like, well, now I got to find something else. So I ended up with a Kia Forte five door, which I liked, um, so when I saw the second gen Crosstrek, I was like, man, they changed the taillights and it just doesn't look the same. And, but then like now, like I love it, you know, it looks really, really good. So and, fun, funny thing about the uh, second gen taillights, I don't mm-hmm. know if you know this, but you can use the taillights as a cup holder. Really? Yep. Like just like the edge of it, you yeah, can dude, set a, yeah, you can put your beer on top. It won't fall off. Huh? That's a good, that, that's a good point. I've never had anybody out of all the people I've had on the podcast that have cross treks. Nobody's yeah. ever told me that. Maybe nobody knows. Now everybody that has a cross trek, you've gen. got a cup holder. Yeah, there you on, go. On your second gen. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, so you you have a lot of like I really like a lot of the pictures that you have of your car. Um and do you do you take all the pictures yourself? Um I do actually. Okay. So how long have you been to into photography? Um, man, off and on throughout the years. Uh, so I got into it only because when I was in college, I, well, actually I would say high school, I got into graphic design. Okay. So in college I, per, you know, pursued 
going through graphic design, you know, courses and whatnot. And I had won this design competition. Um, oh, nice. All the bunch of SoCal, you know, colleges. Yeah. And someone was like, hey, I want you to work with us for our advertising company. Mm-hmm. So I started doing side work through those guys. And then eventually he's like, hey, do you know any photographers? Because we need photo work for this, but also we need ads done. Yeah. So at that point I was like, hmm, maybe I'll pick up a camera. I'll learn. Then I get paid twice, right? Yeah. I get paid for the photo work plus the ad work. Yeah. And that's kind of just how I picked it up. Okay. So throughout the years, I started progressively getting, you know, uh, decent. Yeah. Learning more and stuff. Yeah. Nah, I, I would say it's more than decent. Um, and then is, so well, this is kind of going back to your car, but is, is there anything about your cross trek that you don't like? Um, the obvious, the, the power. Yeah. Uh, I would like to have the sport, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't want to sacrifice not having manual. I would have to agree with you there. I, I would, yeah, you could, you sacrifice the extra power for the drivability of a manual. Yeah. I would agree. But definitely having the, like I said, the iDrive, I'm not sponsored associated with them, but mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there for anybody that does have manual. It yeah. does make a uh, impact. Yeah. Cause you were telling me when we were at, at the big event, you were telling me about that. And, uh, so it's something that I've definitely considered. I just haven't done it yet or really looked into it. And I know other people that even like have manuals, they've said really good things about them. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely something I think I would look into, but, uh, you know, so I'm thinking about just throwing it all out there and doing an STI swap. Yeah. I did see a cross check recently that has one. No, I was just joking about that. Oh, you know how it, awesome would that be? Yeah. The other thing I, I don't like is not enough trunk space. Yeah, it is kind of minimal. If we had a little bit larger trunk space, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but. Well, and I mean, and if if you've only got two people, it's nice to be able to put the two seats down, you know, or the back seats down and have that extra space. Yeah. But I agree because if you've got because so when me and my kids and my daughter's fiance went out to Colorado back in June, uh, we had to really cram stuff in there. Yeah. And and I didn't have any kind of rooftop storage because I had my my spare tire up on the roof. Um, so, yeah, we were pretty packed in there. And I think they had a few things in the back seat with them also. And the other, the other gripe is what's up with the trunk light? Yeah, why the, can't they get that right yeah it's it's pretty dim but i mean i know people that have done some mods where they put like led lights on yeah. the hatch or they just put an led light in the side yeah it's like it's it's almost unusable it's like what's the what's the point of putting you know this barely visible light so yeah it'd be nice if they did some kind of light strip above like on the inside um you know of the hatch or something yeah you know but yeah. Or even um yeah, uh the hatch door. Yeah. If you if you added the light there, an LED light there. Yeah. So be- yeah, I know like uh Wild Thornberries, they had somebody put like four LED lights in on the door of their hatch. Mm-hmm. And they said that's like they said that's like one of their favorite things about their car is is that in there because um they were saying, and that was like one of the mods that I think that was the mod that they said that if they had to get rid of all of them, but keep one, that's what they would keep. 
Because they said it, it just like makes a huge, huge difference because they use their hatch a lot in that, that space back there. If you were told that you had to swap to another Subaru model today, like, a, you know, a Forester or um, Outback or something, which would you choose and why? Mm. Hard to say. I'm kind of torn between a STI. Yeah. Or an Ascent. Yeah. <laughs> an Ascent only because of the fact that the uh, they have the captain chairs. Yeah. For the front seats and the mid seats. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So comfortable, comfortable drive. Mm-hmm. Have you driven in one? Uh, no, I haven't driven one. I've only, you know, been in one or checked one out in person, but never got to drive one yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, after watching launch control and having, you know, Instagram friends that have STIs, I really want to drive one like really bad. Yeah. I mean, they just, obviously we, we enjoy driving a manual and we don't have that power, but I would just, I would love to experience that, the thrill of that power, Yeah, you know? Um, And again, just coming from a autocross background. Yeah, exactly. I kind of miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to toss a car around on the track. It's just, it's so much fun. It's, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something I would like to experience is like doing some kind of autocross or something. Well, I mean, but, we do have that rally. Uh, oh, yeah, um, rally ready out, yeah. in, out in Austin. Yeah, I want to check that out sometime. Yeah, so, yeah maybe I'll hit them up uh, maybe this this week, or the weekend or something like that before I head out. Dude, yeah, you should. You should check it out, yeah. Maybe you'll get lucky and Bucky will be there. Oh. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, let's see. So are there some of, are there like some favorite builds that you follow that have kind of influenced yours? Um, man, uh, there's so many builds out there that I'm, you know, I'm friends with a lot of those, a lot of those people. Um, I don't want to say anybody in particular, but it's, it's kind of one of those addicting things where, for instance, we go meet up, we hang out, do camp, maybe go get food or something like that. Yeah, and then and then eventually everybody starts like, "Oh, dude, let's check out what did you, what did you get? What new mod did you get?" Yeah, right. And then you start seeing like that person's new mod. You're like, "Oh, that's cool." Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want that. Or you know, it's it's taking it from everybody. Like you you take a piece from almost everybody, make it your own. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, there's not one particular build that's inspiring my build. My build's just kind of its own. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, what is the, uh, I guess the craziest place you've ever been to with your cross trek? Um, man. So me, Ellie cross trek, are you lost? Went to Arizona and we stayed at this Ridge. I don't want to give the destination. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, to help keep it kind of, you know, low pro. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the, nicest views early morning uh the second night that we were there there was um a bunch of balloons like Like, the hot air balloons okay they were all you know flying and we just caught like the tail end of it Mm -hmm. and it's just like wow like this entire ridge that you you're it's super high elevations it's it's kind of a a lot to get to yeah and uh but dude the most 
like beautiful sickest view that like I've been at. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like wow, it's, it's so nice. We didn't want to leave, but you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 to go. at some point, yeah. yeah. So would you would you ever go up in a hot air balloon? Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, I, I would. You know, <laughs> I actually want to jump out of a hot air balloon. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah. a parachute. Yeah, 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 or just flop to the ground. Uh, I mean, yeah, parachute <laughs> preferably. Like I, I've done skydiving, I've done bungee, but oh, I want to cool. do that out of a hot air balloon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I want to go up in a hot air balloon. I don't know that. I, I I think it would be cool to do skydiving, but I don't have like a like oh man, I really got to go do that. My daughter wants to, but I've never. It, it's fun, man. It, it's, I've heard it's, it is. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's it's not scary. I mean, it's weird. It, it's not scary. Yeah. Um, from what it's, I'm not worried. To be, yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of like being up there and jumping out and being scared of you know doing that. It's just. I don't know. I guess there's this this guy at work who had kids and a family and everything. He was like, life insurance doesn't pay if you die from a skydiving accident. Oh, and he was like, and I have a family. And so that's kind of always just stuck in my head. Okay. You know, of like, I have kids and I don't want to like be that one random off, you know, shoot that a parachute doesn't come out or something with somebody and we flop to the ground. Yeah. But <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, I don't feel like I'm missing out either. You know, it's not, like I said, it's not something that I've desired to do. I think it would be cool, but it's not like something that I feel like I have to go do. Um, and what would you, so would you say that's the most fun place you've ever been? Or what would, what would be the most fun? Uh, man, I would say that, that that's, one that's up there. Um, there's another trip we went to in Utah. A bunch of us ate tons of food. Like <laughs> we had, so I think we had a group of like 15 of us. Mm-hmm. And what I love about these big camping trips that we go on is the food. Yeah. So we sh- like, you know, I'm cooking something. Um, almost everybody's cooking something. So yeah. there's probably like, you know, eight grills going on and everybody's making something. And then eventually we just all, we just all start sharing. We start, you know, picking at like, oh, let me get some of that. Let me get some of that. Yeah. yeah. So I, those are the best. Those, that's, that's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. For me anyway. Yeah. No, those are good experiences. I mean, and, and like food can be a way to bring people together, yeah. you know, especially if like you've got something that's really good at, that you enjoy and it's like, you know, especially if like you make something and you take a bite and you're like, oh my God, dude, you have to try this. It's oh, like, yeah. this came out so good. Yeah. There, you know? Yeah. There's some, there's some really great stuff that I've, I've tried. Um, one of the recent trips, um, I had the chance to eat balut. What is, what is that? <laughs> um, I'm not a fan <laughs> of it. So that is the <laughs> one and only time I will ever eat that again. But essentially, it's it's a so balut's a essentially it's a it's a fertilized developing egg embryo. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So of what it's it's being so you you're kind of like you're doing a hard boiled egg. Yeah. But the embryo's still in there. Of of what? What kind of anything? Um, like a like a duck. Okay. So you're basically eating a tiny baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we did that's that one of my accounts. And uh, it's funny because we, uh, it's a delicacy. And some people just like it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was one of the the funnest experience that we had recently. One of my last big trips, friend moved. Yeah. And uh, we, we, you know, we all had been, you know, drinking. And they're like, all right, dude, now it's time. Just go ahead and just, just take, just eat it. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is terrible. I'm like, I'm eating a baby. I'm eating a baby dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just something like that. It's like, why would you even want to do that? You know? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, do you have, has there been like a rant, like most random find on the road? Like, um, anything, you know, like just driving along and you're like, what is that doing here? Oh man. Like, I don't know. Just, Maybe on some of the trails, like you see some some weird, um, I don't say like shrines, but like little, like Blair Witch Project, you know, sticks kind of <laughs> put together, like you know, randomly seen, you know, I've seen some yeah. of those, like something like that on the road, yeah, uh, like on a trail, um, maybe just nothing, nothing out of ordinary, other than you know, yeah, yeah, out of like, uh, you know. I've seen burned down cars, things like that. Oh, yeah, that's not fun. But other than that, no, no. nothing crazy. Mm-mm. Um, so what is something that you always have in your car? Something I always have in my car is a stove, propane. Okay. Uh, got recovery gear. Yeah. Uh, water. Yeah, water is important. Um, I have two med kits. Okay. Um, what else is in there? I've got some dry food. Mm-hmm. Our, our dehydrated food. Yeah. Um. What else is there? I always have a knife. Um. And a tactical flashlight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I have a uh, uh, fire extinguisher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Where would you rather be? Mountains, beach, or desert? Um. Uh, mountains for sure. Yeah. Not much of a beach person. Um. Yeah. Me neither. Desert can be fun, but. It's not like a year round thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mountains would definitely be my choice. Ever since I went out to Colorado for the first time, I fell in love with the mountains and I'm like, I could, and it really, so like my full-time job when we travel, anytime we've gone somewhere that has had any kind of mountain view, even if it's just a very short mountain, Mm -hmm. like if I walk out of my hotel room and I see some sort of mountain range off in the distance, I'm like, I could wake up and see this every day. Because, I mean, I grew up in Houston, which is completely flat, and there's no terrain. There's no, and there there aren't any mountains nearby, you know. I mean, we have beach and stuff, but which isn't great. But, you know, the, when I went to go see mountains for the first time, I was just like, this is it. Like, I want to live near mountains someday. Yeah. Uh, growing up, we spent a lot of time in Yosemite. So that was my mountain experience growing up. So that's one of the reasons why I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what is the uh, biggest lesson you've learned with your Subi journey? Um, let's see. Biggest lesson? Mm-hmm. Mm, not sure. Um, okay, I got it. Okay, so I think one of the one of the bigger lessons I learned outside of just double checking those super deep, massive puddles mm-hmm. is um, 
uh, Go Adventure, Bailey. Yeah. See, he was talking about um, toe straps, right? Yes. So learning some of the stuff that he's been posting, it's been great, man. Like I, I talk to him all the time and uh, gives a lot of great information, got a lot of good feedback. And I would have never known not to use that eye toe hook. Yeah. So um, for now, it's just there for just aesthetics, but I will be relocating my license plate to that. Okay. And then just adding the uh, factor 55 attachment to the um, hitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That way it's on at all times. Yeah. That, that is definitely important because I've seen those videos where people hook up to that and pull the bumper off. You yeah. Know, and, and it's like shot through the windshield or something crazy. Yeah. I mean, that can be dangerous. And yeah, because that's like a really, really good, important thing to keep in mind and to understand. What would you say that, um, what about your cross trek best matches your personality? Oh man, outside of being an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. you said you're like a smart ass, you know, yeah, about I'm, stuff. I'm but... pretty, yeah, I troll a lot, uh, sarcastic. So, um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, just all over the place. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to grasp one one general, yeah, one general thing. Yeah. Well, then, if you if you had to describe your cross trek in one word, what would it be? Cute. Cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cute, man. It is a cute car. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so here's a, here's a good one. If you could trade Subies with one other person for a day, um, who would it be? Oh, man. That's... Uh... Probably... And it can Travis, be Travis Persona. Yeah. Yeah. Travis's uh, CB, his uh, WRX. Yeah. Probably trade for that for the day. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nice. It'd be fun to drive that. Oh, man. Probably, you know, slam it into a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what would you say is your favorite thing about owning your Crosstrek? Uh, my favorite thing is um, it's just been pretty lo- uh, reliable to me. Yeah. Honest, you know? Yeah. Um, like, like I said, I, I do drive a lot. Yeah. And knock on wood, I have not had anything mess up okay. on my car. Okay. And so it's a 2019. How I've many got, how many miles do you have? Oh shoot. I've got eighty wow three thousand miles in my car right now. Okay. So yeah, I'm on the same track because mine I bought mine in September of twenty twenty. And so I've had it for so I've had mine for less than a year and a half, and I have forty-one thousand miles on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm. On, I drive a lot too. Yeah, I'm on a uh, three years and three months with eighty-three thousand miles. Yeah, I'll probably be there with you. Yeah, when I get to three years and three months. Um, then, what is your what is your favorite part about being in the Subaru community? Um, man, it's just. The off-road part of the CB community is—it's been great. Um, made a a lot of you know great friendships. Uh, just meeting people randomly, like everybody's pretty pretty genuine for the most part. Yeah. Like you go, you do a trail, like oh hey cool, you know, um, you know you walk around checking people's rigs out, um, or we do like these rigs and bulbas uh, meet back in SoCal that's hosted by uh you know W Scully Wendy. 
Yeah. She does, she does that. She'll appreciate the shout out. Yeah. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, we just go meet out and it's, every, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, hey, dude, this is, this is so nice. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate your setup or something like that. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny at the same time too, because there's other people that you'll, you'll get a DM from randomly, like, like, oh, hey man, like your, uh, your, your build's kind of inspiring my build. Like, oh, you know, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's cool when you get like compliments like that too. And, you know, it's just so many people that I've come across are like very genuine like that. And, you know, it's, I, th- I think that like one of the biggest things that I could say about the community is just supportive, yeah. you know, because like if you reach out to somebody cause you have a question about something, they're like, yeah, sure. Let me help you out. Yeah. You know, exactly. And, and yeah. um, you know, it's just, it's so cool how everybody can just, and even like for somebody that doesn't have any mods, you know, they feel, I know people sometimes feel intimidated but then people that do have mods make them feel very welcome. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wow, this is like really cool. These people are like, they don't care that I don't have any mods. Yeah. You know, it's just because I have a stock Crosstrek or Outback or whatever, it's okay. I'm still welcome. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty willing to, to answer questions from, you know, random DMs. Like, uh, obviously the most common one, you know, tire size. Yeah. Fitment. So I, I get that all the time. So it's kind of like, I have, I copy and paste it from my notepad. From my oh notepad. yeah, so it's just yeah. like oh there you go, uh, that's the answer. Yeah, but if it's a little bit more, uh, like hey, can you elaborate a little bit more on, on this and that? It's like yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, like I like it. Um, yeah, because, you know, I was always I was in that you know situation. You know exactly. Yeah, because we all started out at one point with questions. You know, with with a stock car, and like you coming from more of the kind of street scene and tuner scene. And then now you're getting into more of the off-road scene. Yeah, it's I didn't like, know anything about off-road. Exactly. So, you know, what do you do? Just either do research or you start connecting with people and then start asking questions. Exactly. And, and yeah. especially when you go to these trails, right? You go do these meets, you know, parking lot meets, mm-hmm. you know, rigs and churros, rigs and bubble meets, stuff like that. You know, you just eventually just come across the driver that, you know, or the owner of the, of the vehicle and you're like, hey, man, like, you start asking them questions. Like, yeah. nobody's going to, like, hey, don't talk to me. And then it's cool when you're there with somebody because then they can show you. It's yeah. one thing to, like, just tell you about it and stuff. But then when you can see it in person, like, that's really nice. Because, like, I went out and when I went out to the Soft Road Nation one-year anniversary and, you know, their meetup for Chris and everything, I met Cecil, who goes by Go Trekking. And I had talked to him before some but then like I, he was like kind of doing like a walk around of his rig. And I was like, this is really cool. You know, he's showing me all this stuff. And then like Neil skis, you know, he showed me, you know, a little bit about his rig and stuff. So it was just cool to like, for me to actually see a lot of these rigs in person, especially ones that I've been following for, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, that's, that's where you get the most uh, info. And then at the same time, it's, it's kind of cool to, you know, put a face to a name, to an IG name. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was one of the most difficult parts out there because I knew people by their Instagram name, but some of the people I didn't know what they looked like because I had never seen them. And so I was having to ask Neil and Yvette, you know, like, Hey, who's this person? Who's that person? Where is, where's this Instagram account name? You know, like, where's that person? Yeah. Like, uh, when I met, uh, adventure dad wagon. Yeah. Like he doesn't have any, anything about him on his, on his page, just his car. You yeah. Know, in person, you're like, dude. Yeah. 
you're like the jolly green like giant foot tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's an awesome guy too. You know, he's just like very genuine and like very helpful and stuff. So yeah, he's a funny dude, man. We, we have a lot of, uh, conversations with each other. It's just like random, you know, photos we send each other. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't have any other questions or anything else you wanted to say about your cross track or just in general. Um, no, just, you know, don't be shy to, you know, ask anybody questions, you know, nobody's going to, you know, turn you away. Yeah. Um, just, you know, go out there, just get out, go adventure. Yeah. Have fun, be safe, you know? <laughs> yeah. And go out with somebody. Yeah. Always I mean, go out with someone. Yeah. I mean, if, unless you're going on gravel roads, you know, that's, you know, that's no big deal. Exactly. But if you're going on trails and there's mud puddles or snow or sand or something, you definitely want yeah. to go with somebody and, else. And, you know, the other thing too is, is one of the important things is, um, when you're camping, you know, just don't trash up the place. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Always, uh, you know, pack out everything that you pack in. Yeah. Cause I know, unfortunately there's a lot of times people have to go do trail cleanups yeah, you know, exactly. because other people trash it and it's not that hard to just pick up your stuff, yeah. you know? So, well, thanks again, man, for doing the episode. And I'm glad I was able to come out here and Yo, man, do thanks this. For, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah, I know. It was cool. It was nice to, like, cause I don't ever really get a chance to hang out with people. So I'm like, I'm not really doing anything today. Yeah. So it's worked out you, perfect. Hope you enjoyed the beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. That That is my utopia. Uh, whenever, if you ever, if anybody ever camps with me, knows that I always bring different craft beers mm-hmm. because I want you to sample them. Yeah. So that you get inspired to go pick up some craft beer somewhere. Yeah. And then yeah. we all share it at the next campsite. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks again for doing this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, go get some pizza now. Absolutely. Let's go. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Subi and You podcast with Jesse, a.k.a. I am a banana 1984. And all of that is together in one word on Instagram. So go give him a follow and check out his build. He has some really great photos that he takes. Um, I just I see him and I'm like, man, those look really, really cool. And if you see the one um, on the podcast episode cover for Instagram, that was his photo, of course. And uh, he's sent me like four different ones, but that one just really, really kind of called out to me. So decided to use that one. Anyway, well, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great week. We will see you on Wednesday for the news segment. And then again next week for another great episode. Again, if you want to help support the podcast, you can join Patreon or you can make a one-time donation. Both of those links can be found in the link tree in my bio. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you show up every week and check out each episode. So talk to you later and have a great week. Oh,